Welcome to the Spiritual Outliers podcast, where we explore the uncharted territories of spirituality and self-discovery. In a world where conformity seems to be the norm, we aim to shine a light on the unique and diverse experiences of those who have found their own path to healing and self-awareness. Join me as we delve into the mysteries of the universe, share stories of personal growth, and interview spiritual outliers who have forged their own way to a deeper understanding of themselves and the world around them. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just beginning your journey, this podcast is for earthbound misfits who are curious about the limitless possibilities of the human spirit. Hello, spiritual outliers. Today we are going to be talking about debunking twin flames. Now, this episode was inspired by a pin that I found on Pinterest. And this pin makes two claims. One, that no contact means that they love you. And two, they keep coming back. So before I get into dissecting both of these ridiculous claims, um, I'd like to get into why I feel like I'm credible to speak on the subject of twin flames. Not just twin flames, but relationships. So I, when I first had my spiritual awakening, which was around, I'll say 2012, I thought that I had met my twin flame for the second time. This is a totally different person than the first time. So not once, not twice, but eventually three times, I thought that I had met someone that was my twin flame. And in each of those times, I was heavily searching for answers as to why I felt intensely about these people. And so I would go to uh, psychics and some of them were psychics that my friends went to. So I was really trusting that this person that I was going to was going to give me really good advice. And so in each of these situations, these three different situations, I was told that, yes, that this person was my twin flame and eventually we would come together. And you would think that by the third time I would have completely given up on the subject of twin flames, but I was kind of a hopeless romantic and someone who isn't really that good at relationships. I wasn't good at relationships. Now, Fast forward to now, so not only have I experienced a twin flame dynamic, for me, it's it's not the truth. It's not been the truth of my experience. But the second thing that I can speak to is that last year I experienced relationship anxiety, more specifically relationship OCD, which they are both one and the same, but relationship OCD is more severe than relationship anxiety, which I will share my story here on this podcast at some time. So basically I've been brought through these very challenging experiences regarding relationships and romance so that 
maybe I could be a beacon for other people who are searching for answers. So my experience is such that I was searching for love outside of myself and time and time again. I was disillusioned by what I thought love was. So the reason that I feel I can deeply speak on this subject is because I've been through it. I've been through the ringer. And also prior to all of this twin flames stuff, which happened many, many years ago, but prior to that, I went through a divorce right around my main spiritual awakening. Now, I think we have many awakenings throughout our lives, but let's just say that that was like my main awakening. That was like the one that really um, catalyzed me into going deeper into myself. And I started learning Reiki and like going into spiritual teachings and things like that. So, so this is why I feel like I can speak on the subject. I've been through this. I have been, um, basically deceived by the twin flame dynamic. And I was also one of those people who would watch pick a card love readings because I was really searching for answers. I didn't understand why I felt the way I did and why I was so confused about what was going on. Like I felt intensely for these people, but it seemed like their behavior and actions said something completely else. And now in retrospect, I can see that these people were not actually interested in me the way that I was interested in them. And even though I felt intensely for them, it wasn't reciprocated. Okay. So, so that's been my experience. I can go more deeply into those situations, but by and large, I've been through it. I was hopeful that the dynamic existed because at one point I was kind of a hopeless romantic and, um, you know, like being in a relationship and getting married again, even though I had been married and divorced was something very important to me. So I was searching for someone that I could build a life with, but I was searching in all the wrong places. Okay. So I've spent about four minutes talking about how my journey has led me to this point of talking about how, um, twin flames, aren't what we think they are. Now, Twin Flames as a whole, they can't really be proven or disproven, right? So let's get back to the pin that I was first talking about. This is a pin that I found on Pinterest. And one of the claims is that no contact means that they love you. So I don't think that no contact means that someone cares. And the main reason for that is because if someone truly cares and loves you, they are going to show you with their actions that they care about you. You don't have to guess. You don't have to go to psychics or pick a card readings. You don't have to do any of those things because their actions will be very clear on how they feel about you. So I know that, you know, when we first start up like a relationship with somebody, 
or we're in the starts of just getting to know someone and it holds a lot of promise for us that there can be, you know, some confusion, some anxiety around just starting it up and getting to know somebody and, you know, you're still figuring out like when to reach out and, you know, when to step back. And, you know, there's that sort of dance of connection while you're still getting to know each other. But this is, that's not really what I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to a situation in which maybe at the beginning there was a high level of interest in one another. And then the, you know, this person is basically running hot and cold. So they, they contact you and then you don't hear from them for weeks, months, and then they pop out of the blue and they, and they contact you. So that action right there, I think speaks volumes about how they feel about you. Because if someone is genuinely interested in you, then they're going to take consistent action to show you how they feel because ultimately they don't want to lose you. Right. So, and I know that there can be exceptions to this rule, right? Where, you know, we are humans. We, we all have unique experiences. Some of us have a lot of traumas around love. And so I understand that sometimes there can be like this, maybe um, push and pull dynamic with people because they have a lot of fears that they're working through. But that's the thing though, like if someone feels that you're worth it, then they're going to make the effort to show you that they care. And they're not going to make you second guess how they feel about you. So that's where I want to debunk this twin, this twin flame pin and say that no contact is not a sign that they love you. And I know that can be hard to hear. And the reason why I, again, why I'm doing this is because I've been through this situation multiple times and I've been through many relationships. I've been married and divorced. I've been through many dating situations. Yes. Situations in which it didn't work out. And so I believe I was put through all of this so that I could be of assistance to people at this time. And not just that, but obviously it was important for me as a soul to grow and learn and understand my own self-worth and to choose someone that's choosing me. So that's the other thing is that, excuse me, if someone is not actively choosing you, then that's a sign in and of itself. Like someone should be consistently choosing you over and over again and showing you. So I know that like with the twin flame dynamic, a lot of us turn to pick a card, love readings and psychics because their actions are not clear. And so a lot of times we're turning to intuition and telepathy and other means of getting a reading um, like a gauge on how they feel about us. So we are mainly relying on intuition at this point when we really should be looking at their actions. So now I'm going to dissect the second part of this pin that I found. And it says, it's when flame keeps coming back into your life. 
So I think that this is talking about how there's usually hot and cold behavior with the, with the other twin flames. So this is usually the runner in the chaser and runner dynamic. And one of my biggest issues with the twin flame dynamic is that there is this total bypassing of a ground up analysis of other people's behavior. So it's like, like we're going to skip the psychological information that's right in front of us. And we're going to go to a spiritual explanation for why this person is behaving the way that they are, which I've seen it excuse a lot of horrible, toxic, abusive behavior. But let's get into the reason of this, you know, cold, hot and cold behavior. And I think that that type of behavior, um, even if they are interested in you, it is a trauma response. So, and what I mean by that is that they probably have an attachment style like avoidant dismissive. So this sort of attachment style and attachment styles, by the way, it's basically our inner child wounding. So it's, it's how we were raised by our caregivers and our responses to their behavior. Like, so avoidant dismissive person is usually hyper independent. They don't like relying on other people because in their upbringing as a child, they were most likely let down or the caregiver was very unpredictable in their behavior towards the child. And so the child learned that they could not rely upon their primary caregiver to give them what they needed on an emotional level. So having said that, usually people who are running from having an intimate relationship with someone else, there is deep trauma intact. So an avoidant dismissive attachment style would likely run from a partnership that could be, could potentially be really good for them because the dynamic ignites all of their fears. So while we can have compassion towards these people, these types of behaviors, because we see that what they're doing is essentially out of fear, right? So we can be compassionate. We can understand that, yeah, this person, they probably have some really deep traumas around maybe not even just the way that they grew up, but maybe around other relationships that they had. They were taught that they couldn't trust to love other people, right? Like maybe they were cheated on in, in a really, um, important relationship or they were betrayed in some other way. So we can see that these behaviors are because they were hurt, right? Like they have, there's that saying that hurt people, hurt people. So When someone is hot and cold towards you, it's likely because 
they have a lot of stuff going on within them that needs to be looked at and healed. And it's not because you're doing anything wrong. But I think the problem is when we feel that we are somewhat responsible for their healing journey. Or we must hang on to them because of what's happened to them. Like we need to be the rock for them. And I'm not saying don't be kind to them. I'm not saying don't be understanding. I'm just saying that if someone has hot and cold behavior towards you, is that really someone that you want to be in a long-term relationship with, right? Do you want someone who has inconsistent behaviors towards you? And for a while, I was one of those people that would like let that fly. But also talking about attachment styles, right after I got divorced, I figured out that I have anxious attachment style, which means that I would attract people who had avoidant dismissive, right? They're kind of like magnets to one another. So I feel like we end up magnetizing people to us that are going to help us heal these core wounding that we have. So having said all of that, the conclusion to this episode would be that many times twin flames are there if we want to use the label, which personally I I don't like to use the label because I think it's irrelevant. I feel like we meet souls at certain times on our path to help us learn and grow. So these people are put on our paths to help us heal and grow and grow in love and understanding and compassion. And so it doesn't always look the way that we think it's going to look. We may not always end up with these people, but I think twin flames are largely a catalyzing experience. They help us ask the deeper questions. They help us learn self-worth and let go of codependence and needing someone else to fulfill us, right? So, so no contact and also hot and cold behavior. I don't think that these are indications that someone truly loves you or an indication of a twin flame relationship. I think this is a sign that someone either their level of interest is not there or they may have a level of interest in you, but they have some really deep fears and wounding around relationships, which prevents them from moving forward with you and being consistent in their actions towards you. It's not to say that no one can ever change and that they won't ever come around. It can happen. I know that there are exceptions to the rule, right? There always are. But the most important lesson that we can learn in these situations is that we are worth more than someone's inconsistent 
behaviors towards us. That we deserve someone who values us and chooses us day in and day out. So we can have compassion for other people and see that they, somewhere along the line, they were very hurt and it makes them unable to, to be fully vulnerable and fully in with you, if that makes any sense. But I don't think that those types of behaviors are indicative of a twin flame relationship or, um, you know, like a, a high level spiritual dynamic. I think these are just helping us to understand ourselves more and growing in love. So I think that's all I've got for this episode. I am going to be doing a couple more episodes on debunking twin flames because I think it's really important. I feel like people are like me years ago, people are being deceived and there maybe are people who are looking for answers just like I was. And I desperately needed someone to sort of shake me and be like, ah, you know, like this person's behavior doesn't necessarily mean that they like you. And, you know, maybe you should move on from this situation. So I will be doing more episodes about debunking twin flames. I think the next one I'm going to do is going to be about twin flames are basically synonymous with the myth of the one, a highly uh, perpetuated romantic notion. So, so yeah, I think that's all I've got. I have a companion post to this episode that I will link in the show notes in case you're interested Thank you so much for being with me. If this episode has been helpful for to you, helpful to you, <laughs> um, please rate it, please subscribe. And yeah, thanks for being with me. I'll see you next Wednesday.